Dr. Katrina Fury, a psychiatrist. And I'm Portia Pendleton, a licensed clinical social worker. And And this this is Analyze Scripts, a podcast where two shrinks analyze the depiction of mental health in movies and TV shows. Our hope is that you learn some legit info about mental Mm -hmm. health while feeling like you're chatting with your girlfriends. There is so much misinformation out there and it drives us nuts. And if someday we pay off our student loans or land a sponsorship, like with a lay flat airline or a major beauty brand, even better. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your DSM-5 and enjoy. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dr. Katrina Fury, a psychiatrist. And I'm Portia Pendleton, a licensed clinical social worker. And And this this is Analyze Scripts, a podcast where two shrinks analyze the depiction of mental health in movies and TV shows. Our hope is that you learn some legit info about mental Mm -hmm. health while feeling like you're chatting with your girlfriends. There is so much misinformation out there and it drives us nuts. And if someday we pay off our student loans or land a sponsorship, like with a lay flat airline or a major beauty brand, even better. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your DSM-5 and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode this spooky month in October. Today we are covering The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a Tim Burton movie. It came out shockingly in 1993. I don't think that's shocking, Portia. I am shook. (laughs) Why? I thought this was like new. I don't understand. Maybe like max 10 years old. And this is almost as old as I am. You didn't watch this in childhood? I've never seen it before watching it for this you never saw it before? Not once. What? I just like never got the draw. Like, and and I don't know. Like, it's always shown right everywhere. During, like the holiday yeah. season. That's why we're covering it. And 
It's I, a classic Halloween and Christmas I movie. Know, that's, that's why it's so understand. unique. So, so my like, you know, childhood, because I guess mm-hmm. this is a childhood-ish movie, are yeah. like um, Pumpkin Town. Do you ever see that? It's on Disney. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so I like those one through three. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Harry Potter. Yes. Um, Which we'll be covering in a couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe or next maybe week. Maybe it's already out. I don't know. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> So I don't know. I've never, ever, ever seen it. Wow. That's wild. I thought for sure when I recommended this, like you'd be like you had seen it. Wow. Interesting. I have a lot of questions. (laughs) I've seen it a bunch of times in childhood and now as a parent, Mm -hmm. you know, we watch it every year. Um, When we went to Disney World recently at Halloween time, they have a whole like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party with Jack Skellington. Like it's like a big deal. scary though? Like your kids aren't scared of the movie. Uh, I think like a, at certain parts a little bit, but not really, which I also think is interesting right. because I also think like it it is like a spooky movie. And like there's also now we have a couple of the children's books people like would gift them to us mm-hmm. over the years. Um, and one of them like talks about Jack Slay getting shot down. And I always like make up a different word for that at that point because I feel like that's a little too much. Um, but there's certainly like spooky elements to this movie and like scary elements like kidnapping, the nefarious, sadistic Oogie Boogie, you know. Um, so it is really interesting that kids aren't globally I know. terrified of it. And like Jack you know? at one time, like I I think he's honestly like the least scary, but like he like bears his teeth, right? And mm-hmm. like does a scary face. And I was like, oh, like, yikes. It's very Tim Burton-y. It is, you know? but like, it's just not my thing. Huh. So what are some of your questions? Um, Like, why did I make you watch this? Why <laughs> are we talking about this? No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I guess just why is it so popular? I, I know. Mean, I, I'm I'm very well aware that I, other people can like things that I don't. And I'm probably, honestly, in the, you know. Minority, um, maybe. Minority okay. for this movie. But I just don't understand the draw. Really? Like, I think it's scary. You think it's, were you scared as an adult? I felt like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like a little, mm, watching it. Really? I watched it at night, which doesn't help anything. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. I think like, um, I don't know. I think it's like a short movie. It's a cartoon. The animation, I think, is unique. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine back in the 90s, like especially unique when you think about like Disney animation at that time with like Beauty and the Beast, Ariel, Aladdin. It was just very different. Um, And again, kind of like we talk about in our Harry Potter episode, there's something about the darkness that I think people Mm -hmm. are drawn to, even children, right? Like you experience dark feelings as part of being a human so maybe there's something about it where like in halloween town i mean all kids celebrate halloween unless you're maybe you're very religious and you don't dress up or something Um, but most american children in our culture celebrate halloween um and kids love it but there is a spooky element but that kind of adds to the fun um, so maybe there's something about that darkness that resonates with you even as a child Mm. you know like at the beginning they're all just like be in their old Halloween selves and just like really out there. I mean, I'm easily scared. Like I am not a fan ever, even even in, you know, like young 20s, late teens um, of going to like a pumpkin, right? Um, What do they call like a haunted hayride? Mm. I don't like that because I think 
<laughs> the actors always know who in the crowd can, is like yes. the best victim and it's always me it's always you <laughs> and i've been you know traumatized at people like, jumping out at you theme parks right they mm-hmm. have like the halloween things like it's scary it and is I've scary been chased and i hate the the funny thing you cut down trees with um they like hold axes them. no like, like axe the, murderers shovels chainsaws like it's just and i'm just also that is really scary yeah no i'm not into that either you know like i wouldn't volunteer to like go (laughs) walk around and be like scared um but i do like this movie um no i I totally hear that so you're not maybe an adrenaline junkie like you wouldn't skydive maybe no yeah i think some people like get a thrill from it like their dopamine and adrenaline is just like pumping it's like good for them i think like is that's it? a safer way, right? Than I guess. getting it in like a risky way. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so I guess I thought this would be a fun movie to talk about. A, because it's a classic. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> this news to Portia, but allegedly it's a classic. Um, it has like a really interesting cast. Mm. You know, like I didn't realize until just now that Catherine O'Hara is yes, the voice of Sally. Me um, I think Sally's a really interesting character. Mm-hmm. I feel like even if you walk around Home Goods nowadays, you see Jack and Sally coffee yeah. mugs, Jack and Sally, you know, salt and pepper shakers. Like it's in our culture, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's always like a cool Halloween costume to dress up as Jack and Sally is like a couple's costume. Now you know? I'm in on the... Now you're in on it. Maybe you'll be Sally for Halloween. We'll see. Um, uh, Danny Elfman is the singing voice for Jack Skellington, who's the main character. Um, And then Chris Sarandon is his speaking voice. I didn't know they were two different people. Me neither. Um, And I just, you know, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens plays one of the little boys, Locke. Uh, we'll get into Lock, Shock, and Barrel in a little bit. Even like stuff like that, like the names of the little yeah. boys, right? Or <laughs> a little, whew, you know? Um but I thought this is just such a cool movie, I guess, because A, I love Halloween. I love Christmas. It combines them. Um, and I just feel like it's all about like being yourself and being happy with yourself. Yeah. You know, like we see Jack. He's the, what is he? The pumpkin king mm-hmm. of Halloween town. And it, it starts off with like, you know, they're celebrating another great Halloween. And you see him um, like rise up from the fountain right. in that initial song. I think the music is really good. Yeah, I think the songs were like um, clever and catchy and sweet, some of them. Yes. And I think the music has likely contributed to why it's mm. so popular because um, it's just beautiful music. Yeah. Um And, you know, we see everyone celebrating, but then Jack, like, goes back to his haunted house where he lives with his ghost dog, Zero, and seems kind of like, okay, we'll do it all again next year. Mm -hmm. You know, he seems kind of bored and, like, not really into it. And then all of a sudden he discovers Christmastown and wants to, like, become Santa Claus, basically, and tries, but, like, does a really poor job. (laughs) I thought it was like, I mean, again, like I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a hater and I'm really not, but like I thought that when he's dropping off all the presents, it's like traumatizing. It oh my gosh. He thinks he's doing this wonderful thing, but you know, at his core, he is not Santa. Right. And so he's bringing all of these like literally terrifying gifts to the people of the world. The children. I know they're literally like running after them, trying to uh-huh. eat them, trying to strangle them. Like it is like pretty frightening. Right. Um, and then, but he thinks he's doing good and his intention is good. So it is, I feel like an interesting commentary on how like our intent might not match like how our actions Mm -hmm. land and how that's important to acknowledge for the other person. 
Um, and then he like sort of comes back to himself and accepts that that's mm-hmm. who he is. And Santa says, hey, you know, happy Halloween, which is sweet. That like is when sweet. he's flying over them. Yeah, that Even is. they kidnapped him and attempted to murder him. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I know. And I guess that's where like Jack did order that. Right? Was it, or no, was it Oogie Boogie? Who was it that ordered them to go capture Santa? Just capture. I think he just wanted, like, to meet him. Right? Oh, I thought they wanted, he wanted them to, like, hide him so he could be Santa. Oh, I thought he just was getting, like, tips. And then Jack, or, um, Locke's shock and barrel, like, took it further. Nefarious. I know. Um, so it's just, I don't know. (laughs) It's interesting. What do you think about the dynamic between Jack and Sally? Interesting. I was like, I I wanted more of a backstory on both like of them. them or, yeah. Um. She seems like she cares a lot about him, and mm-hmm. it's like, why? Like, did you previous have a? <laughs> did you previously have a relationship? Like, are are you just kind of admiring him as as everyone in the town seems to do? Mm-hmm. Um. He was caught kind of off guard. It seemed like because she was showing him like a lot of care, a lot of affection. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was like always there when he like was in a, in a bind right, and needed some right. help. I was confused by that too. Like at the end when they kiss, I think that's a classic yes, scene. Yeah. Um, but I was like, Oh, they could have just been friends. Yeah. They could have <laughs> been siblings. Like, I don't know. Um, but it was surprising that now they're in love. Mm-hmm. I think it is also kind of classic for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sally, like we see her literally like take parts of herself off to protect him, which yeah. I also think is an interesting commentary yeah. that the girl is sacrificing parts of herself to like be there mm-hmm. for the guy. I think you could talk about like internal family systems with that, right? Like parts theory. Um, that's not like really about your body parts, but like internal parts. Um, but I think it's like this, just the symbol of mm. her sacrificing, you know, parts and like herself and going to great lengths, right? like throwing herself off the tower, mm-hmm. sewing herself back together, mm-hmm. um, poisoning her father, poisoning the, the doctor scientist. Finkelstein. Mm-hmm. Aka Frankenstein, yeah. Who I guess was the father. I didn't pick that up until we were reading a little uh, yeah. bit about it. Um, I thought it was he was just like an evil scientist who was holding her captive. It like now really creeps me out if he was her dad. Yeah, like that's what it says online. Like I don't think that's clear at all in the movie. So you're right. I think it feels more strange and like dark if it's her dad. Yeah. But I think Sally is like a character that's just really, again, popular, like in our culture Mm -hmm. and helps Jack out, but also tries to caution him. Yes. Like he sort of wants her to make his suit. Um, Jack's very demanding now that I think about it. Um, But she's like, Jack, this isn't like you. Right. You don't look like yourself, you know, when he puts on the beard and he just, he doesn't look like Santa. Like and she he's has not. And sense of impending doom. And I'm like, is that anxiety? <laughs> or, or, you <laughs> or know, you're, you're a seer. Or like, yeah, you're listening to your gut. Mm-hmm. Like, very unclear. Yeah. So she does not want him to go to, um, you know, the the world and, and be Santa. And he is taking charge of Halloween Town. So he has, you know, everyone in on it. Everyone's making toys <laughs> or like <laughs> in air quotes of tra- trauma <laughs> and like torture yeah but what they think are toys because yeah. they're spooky and right. creepy you right. know to them these are funny exactly. these are toys you know 
Um, so, but it's interesting how like, I don't know, I guess you could even interpret this through like maybe like a cross-cultural lens. <laughs> like if mm-hmm. Halloween Town is one culture and Christmas Town's a different culture yeah. and what it's like to try to assimilate. I like how they like accidentally captured the Easter, Easter Bunny. Bunny. <laughs> and unfortunately, the Easter Bunny, right? Like, didn't they just take him to Oogie Boogie? Oh, they they didn't send it back? In my mind, they send it back. I don't know. Maybe I'm rewriting that story because it's too dark. Yeah. I I don't don't know. know. Either way. What did you think about Oogie Boogie? He was scary. I thought it was interesting at the end that he's just like all bugs. I know. that That's the part that really creeps me out. Even to this day when I watch it, I'm just like, oh. I mean, he was definitely dark. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, and again, like, yes, I'm, I'm aware that children's stories, especially fairy tales, right, mm-hmm. like can be dark. You know, my favorite being Harry Potter, um, which gets progressively darker, which I think is As they get older. We've talked about that on the episode, so feel free to check that one out. Um, but... It just felt like really spooky. Like he's bad. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Also made me think of the Grinch, right? Because mm-hmm. like of where he is, like he you get to him through all these pipes. Mm-hmm. Like he lives away from everyone. Like, he, like why? Gets their garbage, not really, but like in a sense. Yeah. yeah, and like why? Like in a town like Halloween Town, where everyone is a, is spooky and creepy. Right. And you might say weird, you might say different. I did like how like they all just look so different from each other. Like you got the vampires, you got the kids, Mm -hmm. you got Jack and Sally. There's just like all these different types of people all living harmoniously (laughs) in their creepy way. So why is Oogie Boogie like banished? I don't know. Maybe he took it too far. Somebody always does, you know. Maybe he's like, like... The criminal of the town right. or something like maybe he would be cr- Jack's nemesis. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they like grew up together. I wonder if Oogie Boogie's like kind of like in the jail of Halloween mm. town. If he he to me, I feel like is really a good depiction of like sadism or yes. just being like very <laughs> sadistic. Uh-huh. Like putting all the people he captures on that like yes. root, like what do you call that circle thing that's like spinning and like they're gonna die and it's we like very like scary. A table. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Hanging um, them. I mean, it's like it's really yikes. sadistic. Yeah. Um, Talk about any social personality disorder. Yeah, there <laughs> right it is. Intent. Right, like an oogie boogie. Um, but then he's also kind of like mesmerizing when he's like singing and like dancing and well, like serial. Yes, like he totally sucking you in. Yeah, he had a beautiful singing voice with you before you ultimately get killed for his own pleasure. Ooh, creepy. So then we have the three little, the three little kids, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. What'd you think about them? They were. like naughty Mm -hmm. (laughs) to say the least i think we you know we have both criteria kind of laid out of conduct disorder and um odd oppositional defiant disorder Um, that first word always gets me oppositional which and there is a difference so they it feels like meet more criteria for conduct just Mm -hmm. because there is that level of um physical cruelty to people physical cruelty to animals like it's a it's a step further with actions often and intent than odd Mm. Um, so like just a little rundown oppositional defiant disorder um 
It's like behavior lasting about six months. It's not just a temper tantrum. Um, this is in children, right? Yep, is yep. when we diagnose it. Children and teens, um, they lose their temper. They like often argumentative with adults. They defy um, or like refuse to comply with rules or requests. They can deliberately be annoying. Um, they blame others for their mistakes. The They can be like easily annoyed or touchy. They get um, pretty angry or resentful and they can be spiteful or vindictive. Um, so where it kind of becomes conduct disorders. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Often there's first a diagnosis of ODD, which um, which in its path to ultimately, I'd say, like antisocial personality disorder is, mm-hmm. an, is an important diagnosis just because mm-hmm. it kind of lays the groundwork. However, there is a big shift in the field with like just overall less diagnoses of ODD. So you see a lot of um, typically like black youth coming into treatment with an ODD diagnosis. Just I think because, like overly diagnosed yes, exactly. in certain uh you know and misdiagnosed exactly in certain patients of certain backgrounds Mm -hmm. um some might call this racist and i think it does get overdiagnosed misdiagnosed in certain situations like when perhaps there could be some trauma going on absolutely there could be add um sometimes add and odd go together yep um, so it is important to get an accurate, mm-hmm. well-rounded diet. The child could be going through a big uh, transition. Right. Maybe their parents, parents are, are getting divorced or something. Move. Right. So it's a good to ask, like, why, right? Like, when did the behavior start? Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe asking the child or the teen, right? Like, what's going on in your life? Not right. just like, oh, wow, you seem really, you know, kind of jerky right now. And yeah. You're not listening to anyone. It's- There's always really a reason. Yeah. Like 90% of the time, like there is another better diagnosis than that explains the behavior. And there's just, or there's just like, um, changes going on. Right. So right. That, that they're reacting to. So that's where like, you know, in, in the smaller, more rare cases that ODD then goes on to become conduct disorder. It's it's really what I would describe, um, at least in my understanding and experience with it. It's kind of like you get that icky feeling. Yeah, um, your feelers go up. Yeah, like like this this child, and I hate to say this, or this teen is is like off, you know, in how yeah. they see the world and how they view others with their empathy or lack thereof. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. lack thereof. We talked about this in our episode. Um, I think we've talked about a couple on you. I think it came then, up. Um, we talked about this on the whale. Yes. So, you know, kind of 
with the Jumping daughter. back and forth with his daughter because there is some, we think, like alluding to animal cruelty. Yes. So that's a big one. That's a big symptom fires, with, yes, with conduct disorder. Mm-hmm. And I sort of think of it as like when you have a patient who is committing crimes, often we will look to see, does that person meet criteria for mm-hmm. antisocial personality disorder, which unfortunately I think increases their chance of committing more and more crimes because they don't have empathy or respect for how their actions affect Mm -hmm. other people. And a lot of times they get off on hurting other people. So like they're not going to stop. And then if you trace it back, Mm -hmm. you will often see they did meet criteria for conduct disorder in like later childhood, teenage, early adulthood, and then earlier than that probably met Mm -hmm. criteria for oppositional defiant disorder. So it's like most people with antisocial personality disorder will meet criteria for those things. The other way is not true, right? Like if you maybe meet criteria for oppositional defiant disorder, that doesn't mean you're, you know, without a doubt going to meet criteria for antisocial personality disorder or be what we call like a sociopath. Mm -hmm. But once you get to conduct disorder, you start to get more nervous that that could happen in my experience. You know, like when you see teenagers, you know, harming animals like cats, birds, dogs, Um, when you see them setting fires, when you see them like also kind of like playing games with their peers, but like pitting them against Mm -hmm. each other. Like they just start to sort of do these things that make you feel uneasy. And and you start to see that they really struggle with empathy. Mm -hmm. And by that, we mean like being able to put themselves in someone else's shoes and imagine or understand what it would feel like to be on the receiving end of an action. And they might like get off on Mm -hmm. like hurting people or animals. And there might be, you know, and and there oftentimes is like a trauma underneath that. Mm -hmm. And I would say like noting kind of back to the ODD over diagnosis is like you you could like argue right that someone who is in a gang right mm-hmm. could meet co- criteria for conduct disorder that's not the case like right you, I, I wouldn't diagnose someone who's in a gang with conduct disorder but you could be doing the same thing so it's like that same question of like okay what's going on in your environment and right? culturally like, what what's happening around you what how do you survive right um and so you know a lot of people sometimes have to do horrible things to survive or right they, you know because they think they have to do that to survive that's not conduct disorder right right and that's where i'm like do lock shock and barrel <laughs> criteria for conduct disorder or is this just like the norm, norm in their yeah. culture of Halloween town, right? Yeah. So some of the cri- good point. criteria for conduct disorder are frequent bullying, often starting physical fights, using weapons, physical cruelty to people and animals, theft with confrontation of the victim. So it's not like stealing gum from the yeah, store. That's a good one. It's like difference. armed robbery, um, being out late without permission, truancy from school, vandalism, breaking and entering, frequent manipulative lying, covert stealing, uh, forced sex, deliberate fire setting to cause harm, and running away from home overnight. So this is pretty severe. Mm-hmm. This is pretty right. severe stuff. Um, and again, I don't remember off the top of my head how many criteria you have to meet or for what period of time, but I'd imagine imagine like ODD, it's persistent. So just like ODD, again, there's that time criteria of six months. It's not, you know, like a child going through a hard time or having some tantrums or like... um, Or just bullying, you know, like in bullying, we should not be doing. It's obviously, of course, unkind, like and some people bully and they absolutely do not have conduct disorder. Right. And I think, again, 
a lot of people or children with conduct disorder have also been abused themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And they sort of become the abuser because that's what they've seen. That's what they know. Mm -hmm. That's how they finally feel powerful over someone else when they have felt so victimized themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's so complicated and complex um, and like hard to treat and and hard to sit with, I think, like as a provider trying to help um, patients with with these sorts of things. So we also have the mayor of Halloween Town. Um, He's, you know, a silly one. So he has two faces. This is really interesting. They sort of flip back and forth really quickly, depending on it seems like what he's feeling. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it's like happy or distraught. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, it's almost like what comes first, right? The feeling or the, or the spin, and then he reacts that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm I'm using almost in a way that we kind of often critique people talking about bipolar, but like I don't know, he has like these two moods that kind mm-hmm. of go back and forth. Sometimes maybe lasting the full day, maybe lasting two weeks, maybe mm-hmm. lasting rapidly spinning right. back and forth. Right. Who knows? Some moodability. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think he's the mayor, so he's a politician, <laughs> and I think a lot of people Ooh. feel like politicians are yeah. two faced. <laughs> it's kind of like a funny little jab, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but he's an interesting character. Um, and it, it's like, I guess he's the one in power, but it just seems like Jack has right, all the power. Right. Right? It seems like Jack is um, like the king. Yeah. And and then there's the mayor. So Almost is this like, like in, in Britain? Europe. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this like parliament versus the royal family? Mm-hmm. You seems know? like it. Like the royal family is in some ways like differently um, beloved to Hmm. them. And then parliament is like politics, right? It's like, you know, the nitty gritty who you're voting for. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Jack's probably always been around. I wonder um, who was Jack with Sally. Yeah. Like, do they go on to rule together? Yeah. Is that like William and Kate? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe. Could be. Maybe. And who came before Jack? Like, what do you think was Jack's backstory if you had to fill in the gaps? (sighs) I don't know. Like, was he ever alive or was he always a skeleton? You know, I mean, you see yeah. a graveyard and then you see his dog. Who's a ghost. Who's a ghost. But like, were these ever, I mean, they, they, they like must have, if I'm thinking like scientifically, but like, or is this, is this where you go? Is Halloween Town like oh, an gosh. afterlife place? Ooh, that's an interesting um, I don't know. idea. Or is it just like a different world right. and that's just what they are? Right. You know? Um. Like, was he ever a child or was he always just a, a full-on full grown... adult skeleton? Right. right. Huh. I don't know. Because <laughs> I... you do see the kids, right? There's the kids here. Right, there but, are like, some do they kids stay here. that way forever? Where are the kids' parents? Right. Why are they, like, running around with Oogie Boogie, you know? <laughs> and acting a being little... taken, Kind of like being taken advantage yeah. of, which, again, I feel like getting back to, you know, yeah. kids with trauma or ODD or conic disorder, like... They can also be victimized mm-hmm, at much totally. higher rates, right? Because they're just like at risk. They're a like in more like uh, like harsh situations. Yep. Um, again, a lot of times, even if they meet this criteria, they have a history of abuse, mm-hmm. and so they might be drawn to feeling cared for. Or uh, even just like giving attention, right. even if it's bad, right? Yep. Like Oogie attention Boogie attention. could sniff that out, kind of like the chainsaw wielding people at the haunted <laughs> hayrides could sniff out you were the one to like scare. A lot of times, nefarious people like sociopaths can sniff out mm-hmm. who is vulnerable to getting pulled in. Right. 
Um, and they really get off on that. So it's like, ah, it makes me nervous. Like, where are their parents? So let me ask you this. If you are living in what we know as kind of like regular world and Jack comes by for Christmas and drops off some of those gifts, what are how are you and your family coping with the aftermath of that? Oh my gosh, right? I mean, I think um, uh, I would normalize my children's reaction to being given like a duck that looks cute, but then like runs after you with fangs and is trying to eat you or like a wreath coming out trying to strangle you. Mm-hmm. I would just, you know, like be present with Validating them. their fear. Yeah. Right. I would hear what they have to say first, try to put words to their feelings and also say like, gosh, if I were in that situation, I might feel scared mm-hmm. or nervous or worried or like I totally get, you know, like try to help them with that. Um, a lot of reassurance that yeah. that's over. Things are safe now. I'm here to protect you. They might be mad at me if they felt like I wasn't there to protect them and I should have been. Make space for that and sort of sit with it. That that can be hard, I think, as the parent. And then, you know, I would imagine they'd have some symptoms of an acute stress reaction, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I'd be a little afraid of going near the fireplace. Yeah, or the Christmas tree. Oh, yep. my God. I hope it wouldn't ruin Christmas forever. <laughs> um they might have trouble sleeping for a little while. I might sleep with them for a little while. Um, and it's kind of, I would probably tell their school so that, you know, the school counselors and stuff could check in on them, tell their teacher or other important adults in their life. Um, and then I'd have a very low threshold to seek out <laughs> some type of therapy to kind of help them and yeah. help me help them. Um, and then kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of many children are very resilient. Absolutely. So the hope is that, you know, with time, they can process it and move through it. Um, And then in future years, for future Christmases, if they were showing some avoidance, I would try to challenge it in like a gentle way. Mm -hmm. But um, to, again, keep reinforcing that they are safe now um, in hopes of like mitigating any risk for like a PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder kind of thing. Um, I hope that's the right way to handle. What a great answer. Oh my God, thanks. Yeah, and I think the most important piece (laughs) being is just like acknowledging Mm -hmm. them and their concerns and not dismissing them, Mm -hmm. right? So instead of saying like, that didn't happen or um, that's not scary at all. Everything's fine, everything's everything's fine. fine. Get over it. You're, you know, you're taking the time to be like, yeah, that was really scary. Let's talk about it if you want to, you know, mm-hmm. and then and then typically, like mm-hmm. you said, most kids are OK. And if they can't talk about it yet, depending on how young they are, depending mm-hmm. on how upsetting it is, drawing with them Absolutely. is really helpful. So I learned this cool technique in my training by, from a child psychiatrist where he would sit with a kid. And I always was like, child psychiatry looks so cool because you basically play like that looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um but he would sit with a kid and they'd share a piece of paper and he'd draw a line and he would have the child make one drawing and then he would like do the next move and they would like make a picture together kind of. Um, and as they were doing it, he would talk with them and ask like, well, why did you do this? Why did you use that color? Why that shape? And just over time, it's like a nice way to do something like basic mm-hmm. and safe and something like all kids kind of know how to do like drawing together you get a lot out of the child yeah you know it's really hard to just sit and do like talk therapy with little kids so that's an interesting way or just asking them to draw something Mm -hmm. and just sort of being curious about it together yeah 
um, I think can be also helpful yeah. and a good way of processing. Using like figures, whether mm-hmm. it's like little animals or dolls or, you know, Lego characters <laughs> to mm-hmm. act out mm-hmm. what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. They might be able to like, you know, do something with the little doll that they are not going to do themselves. And be right. like, oh, wow. Okay. Now I'm understanding more. So there's so many, you know, there's so much within child um, therapy, psychiatry that is so special and mm-hmm. unique and also like sometimes we use it with adults oh 100 and with play <laughs> yeah like child like children playing there's like so much going on mm-hmm. within their play and i think it's really interesting to just kind of be attuned to what they're talking about what they're acting out yeah. what they're trying to like work through or sort through yeah. it can be really fascinating sometimes disturbing and i mm-hmm. think we see with like other horror movies um when there's like the child with the dark drawings and like they're <laughs> possessed you know like it does come out yeah um yeah cool well thanks for listening to this episode i certainly had fun you know being despite being, being open now to this new <laughs> holiday movie <laughs> So keep this listening this month. Classic. You know, we have a lot of fun content coming also over the next couple months. So, you know, doing some like silly maybe travel stuff with 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 movies and families like alone. and the chaos. Yeah. And we have certainly some, you know, more, I guess, traditional like holiday movies coming up in December. But thanks for listening. Be sure to like us on TikTok and Instagram. We make some content there with just some extra info. If you mm-hmm. want to check us out over there at Analyze Scripts Podcast, uh, we do have a website and an email if you you're looking for more of a professional inquiry, um, mm-hmm. we are happy to provide some information or cross um, podcast. Yeah. So check us out. And please reach out um, and let us know what you'd like us to cover next and what, what you think about this movie. Uh, if you're like Portia, <laughs> like totally freaked out. If you're like me, who can't wait to watch it every year. Um, all right. See you next Monday. Bye. Bye. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of Analyzed Scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe. That's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of analyzed scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe. That's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time. <laughs>